Welcome to the Tweed Couch Guitar Therapy Session, where we talk about all things guitar-related. My name is Dr. T, and I am not a licensed therapist, but I play one on a podcast. Today on the Tweed Couch, we are counseling on finding time to play guitar. It seems there is always something. Managing the home, kids' activities, maintenance of vehicles, grocery shopping, building relationships, making food, eating food, getting ready for work, driving to work, being at work, and then there is the ever-needed sleep. There is always something that can get in the way of becoming a better player or simply getting to play the instrument that we love. Of course, it's not that these things aren't important either. Matter of fact, they are likely more important, which is why it is so frustrating to not be able to get the time to practice and see your gear collect dust. This can leave you discouraged and uninspired. But how do we find time to play guitar? Are we just organizing our day wrong? What if you have a limit on space or how loud you can play? Are there tools that aid in motivation? Do you need special equipment? And how much time is enough time to practice? Well, we will discuss this and more on this group therapy session with Paul on the Tweed Couch. Well, I am excited to have my brother Paul with me to do a podcast. Thank you, Paul, for being on the Tweed Couch. This is my nightmare. Yes. <laughs> well, it's, it's, my, it's my nightmare. I always said that this was going to be my nightmare because I think the worst thing that anybody, one of the worst experiences people ever have is the sound of their own voice. Nobody likes to hear the sound of their own voice. The first time they hear the sound of their voice, they're like, do I sound like that? Yeah. You know, especially you know, like when you leave a voicemail message or something like that on your phone. And I found that when I was a kid, I was like, why does my little brother, why is he so annoying to me? Yeah. And then I realized that what happened was, is that we moved to Texas when I was four. Yep. And you were one. Yes. And so you learned to speak in Texas and I wasn't around Texan accents until I was in kindergarten. And I remember coming home and saying to mom, I'm not going to sound like that. And I'm not going to have a Texan accent. And so I've developed a little one or whatever and stuff. Yeah. But you had a stronger Texan accent than than I did. And so I was hearing my own voice because we have like practically the same voice. Yep. So it's like I was listening to my own voice in a Texan accent. And I think that that as a little kid made you more annoying to me yeah. during the times when I found you annoying. I don't know. So. I think maybe I was just annoying. <laughs> well, <laughs> there, there's that too. But <laughs> but that, that brought it over the edge. It took it that extra level. So I'm like now... Now I'm going to be on a podcast listening to my own voice and the other voice that sounds like my voice. And so now I'm never going to listen to this. So yeah, no. <laughs> it's all good. Yeah, just like all the others. <laughs> People will incriminate me for all the things I say in the next hour, but I'll be like, I don't know. I haven't listened to it. Yeah. I kind of remember that conversation. Yeah. Well, okay. So let's go ahead and get into what we were going to talk about. Something okay. that we grew up a lot with was our father saying mm-hmm. I don't have time for that. Yeah. I don't I don't have time for that. You know, and it's like, "Oh, I wish I could work out, but I don't have time for that." And yet both of us growing up, we went, "Well, I'm going to find time to do things." Yeah. And sure enough, what do we do? We find ourselves going, "Man, I don't have time for that." Because we have kids and we have all that stuff. Yet at the same time, we tend to make time or find time to play guitar when we can. 
And I think some of that's intentional. So I figured today would be a fun little group therapy session between the two of us to just talk about how do you find time and what are the big distractions and things that happen with finding time to play guitar. Yeah, I think I think that everybody has their uh, their thing, whether it be with I, I think there's going to be a lot of correlation with exercise in this conversation because so many people will talk about, I don't have time to work out. I don't have time for the things that are, that are the healthy choices. Right. Cause that's right. the things they're frustrated with. I, I know that this would be a healthy choice. I know this is something that I should do for myself, but I, I can't find time with it. And it's understandable because people have so many different situations, whether it is, you know, how many kids they might have, the type of job that they have, the, um, the hustle of trying to find whatever job they're trying to find, yep. uh, whether they're balancing school, um, whether there's somebody who's a single parent, whether there's somebody who, um, you know, has some other, uh, whatever life thing thro- is thrown at them, then obviously yeah. those things take precedence and and over making time for the thing that they want to make time for. And you nailed it in that. I think that, and this could be a good conversational piece for, for people, for whoever is, is sort of the, if your parents had a catchphrase, what would it be? <laughs> yeah. And uh, like, what would mom's catchphrase be? Don't put that in your mouth. <laughs> <laughs> okay, maybe that wasn't something that I had a problem with. Okay, I didn't hear that catchphrase so much. But I, w- I want to say it. Licking you- the chair. Yeah, okay. Oh, okay. <laughs> wow. I really did not pay enough attention to yeah. you when I was like, you know, because uh, <laughs> you should be hearing that from me. Yeah. Um, no, oh, I'm just going to say it. It's your money. Oh, that's true. How often has mom said that that catchphrase? And to this day, I think that my guitar purchasing and guitar gear purchasing thing, anytime I go to buy something, mom's voice comes to my head going, it's your money. Yeah. And I sit there and I go, oh, it is my money. And I should be responsible with it. What, am I yeah. gonna, what should I do right now? You know, or whatever. And in the same way, then dad's catchphrase would be, I haven't got time. I haven't, I haven't time got time for that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, which it's interesting that you, you say, you know, I look at guitar gear and I go... Well, it is my money. I should be more responsible. Meanwhile, <laughs> yeah. where are we sitting right now? Yeah. <laughs> you handled that uh, catchphrase differently than I did. I, did. Yeah. I looked at <laughs> it and went, this is my money. I think I should own some good year. Yeah, this is my money. And this is what I want to spend my money on. That's right. I'm going to I'm going to have a few PRSs and I'm going to have some Gibsons. And I need a Marshall half stack. Everyone needs a Marshall half stack. Why is it not a full stack? Well, because it's my money. It's, yeah. it. it's your money. You do whatever you want. For however much there is of it available at the time. <laughs> so as far yeah. as finding time, you know, one of the things that I have told people for years and, you know, I teach now, so teaching in class and teaching students, and I said it back when I was in full-time practice doing chiropractic, you know, people would say, well, I don't really have time for these things. And I would say, well, what are your priorities? Mm-hmm. And then it's finding your priority. And so I think that's probably the first thing to talk about is there are a lot of priorities in life. Totally. And and especially when you talk about what phases of life you're in. Yes. You know, I mean, so I know my story stems from being a, I mean, I was a full-time musician at one time. And so obviously I could have a lot more time to be able to spend on that at the same time. 
um, when you're a full-time musician and you're running your own band, there are a lot of other things that you have to work on, such as getting the van's oil changed and yep. all those other maintenance things and housekeeping things, booking the band, yep. dealing with the, the merch mm-hmm. uh, from inventory to creating it and all that kind of stuff that's suddenly in the way of just doing music. Or you're on the road, and I've tried. It's really hard to play guitar in a moving vehicle. Yeah. You know, I, I've been on a bench in a van trying to play to play with a little plug in device, yes. you know, and some headphones or whatever. The pocket rocket. Yeah, the pocket rocket or, you know, and and, um, and there are other devices now or whatever that are pretty much the same thing. And, you know, so I, I've tried to make times creatively depending on what it is. And, and then there was the phase of life that was being a, a college student getting to class, having to study, all that kind of stuff, and, and those priorities. I spent junior college with my guitar literally collecting dust in the corner, and then all of a sudden I took an opportunity to move a 1,000 miles away and be a full-time musician, and I sat there thinking, well, I'm glad I was responsible with my college education, but I think if I actually knew that my career was going to be music, um, I probably would have spent more time practicing Yeah. instead of it collecting dust in the corner. Yeah. You know. But anyway, so... Um, but then I was a youth director, and and I, when you're a church worker, you deal with such crazy schedules because you're serving the people who are working predominantly nine to five. Yes, um, a, lo- a lot of them, you know, and people have different jobs, different shifts, and stuff. But predominantly nine to five, or kids that are at school, being a youth director, which means that I'm in the office planning stuff and putting stuff together for them to hang out with them past the five o'clock time period that evening and random evenings and stuff. So when your schedule's all over the place and the weekends, of course, and weekend retreats and stuff like that, it's like, well, when do you have time to just practice and get better? And my time when I was a musician, also a full-time musician was before the time of YouTube. So it was like, what resources did I, did you even have available to you? And being a poor musician, I didn't have the financial resources to go and um, get lessons from somebody. Right. So it was like books of tab, you know, it was pretty much it, you know, anyway. Well, and you know, you, you brought up a a lot of things that, you know, making the priority, what are the priorities and the part that you hadn't necessarily got to yet is your own family's priorities. Because, mm-hmm. yes, you've got to have that job to be able to make the money. Because uh, both of us realize full-time musician did not equal big bucks. Yeah, Full-time musician equaled a lot of hard work. And a lot of it was for the love of the game, if you will. Yeah, absolutely. And, and so because of that, yes, you would end up gaining a lot of equipment you know you're like man i have a lot of assets Mm -hmm. but i don't have a whole lot of like cash and because there's always needs for equipment and and there's always something better to do the job and you just want that too and but you need to be able to do that so there's there's the priority of work what actually puts the food on the table Mm-hmm. and everything and then on top of that you've got the aspect of raising kids yeah because what you pour into them at a young age you will reap the benefit of when they're at an older age absolutely and that was one of the difficult things and so my way of finding time to play guitar was actually Jason who is our friend mm-hmm. and is a co-host on this podcast usually mm-hmm. Jason had this old Takamini guitar 
It was a 1978, a like lawsuit Takamini, you know, the lawsuit that looks like the, the Martins. Was that the Jasmine guitar? No, Jasmine was, uh, no, this is an actual Takamini. It was a Takamini. Okay. Yeah. But Jasmine was the offshoot. It was like, it was to the Gibson. Yeah. Yeah. What was the Martin one? There was a Martin Sigma. Sigma, okay. Yeah. Okay. I remember it like it even looked like Martin the way it was written up on the neck. Same yep. anyway. Yeah, there's all those different offshoots. And some of them are good guitars, but And yeah. his buddy Jeremy had this guitar and he had it laying on his bed and was like messing around with his boys or whatever. Mm-hmm. And all of a sudden somebody puts a knee through the top. The guy was like, Oh man, like it was a great sounding guitar. <laughs> it was a cool guitar. And he's like, uh, oh, what am I gonna do with this? And Jason offered him 25 bucks for it and got the guitar and it had one of those Dean Markley pickups in it. Okay. Do you remember the Dean yeah. Markley pickups? Wait, yeah. wait, the one that you put under the sound hole with the, yeah. there's the wire coming out of it? Yeah. You know, or whatever. You just so, kind of stuck it in it's there. It's a pickup and... with a cable on it so yeah, it can yeah. go into something. And he pulled that thing out and sold it for 25 bucks. And so he had this free <laughs> guitar. Money back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. And I played it one time and was like, man, it sounds great. Too bad that fixing the guitar would cost more than what the guitar is worth. Yeah. And he said, yeah, I'm going to hold on to it for a while. We'll see what happens. Well, one day I called him up and said, you know, my son Owen is about a year and a half old, and I would love for him to have something that I don't have to feel weird if he is banging on it and it falls over. And I said to him, can I buy the guitar? And he said, nope, I'm going to give it to you, but you can't sell it. And I went, deal. Cool. And so he he gave it to me and I got one of the stands that actually holds the guitar in place so that he can't pull it off the stand or whatever. And I would just leave it sit there and I'd be playing guitar and Owen would come over and just bang on the guitar. Yeah. And so you have to, you know, of course, drown out the sound of, you know, that is not what I'm playing. But it was teaching him to touch the guitar and that it's fun to make noise and all that. But it also was a little selfish in that I got some practice time and it was its own little babysitter. Sure. Sure. And that was totally worth it. Yeah. You have to find those, those creative ways to be able to get some practice time in. And when you're like, when you have small kids and, and and even older kids or whatever, when you just, when you have kids, when you have kids, you, you want to make, you need to make time for them and you need to carve out that this is the ways, you know, have I, I always ask the question, you know, like, have I invested in, in this kid this week, you know, or whatever and stuff. And I might be like, Oh, I I haven't uh, gotten as much time with my daughter or something like that. And so those are those things, those family things that can get in the way of guitar time. So I'm a graphic designer um, as that's my job. And I, in job interviews, I would, you know, people would talk about the, where do you find, um, how do you find inspiration? Yeah. And, you know, how do you, how do you, um, keep the creative juices flowing? Like that sort of thing. The thing is, is that when I was balancing, cause I was a youth director at a church at the same time as I was balancing part-time school. And so, um, with the crazy schedule of the, of the church worker schedule on top of then, carving out time for school when it was time to do, I needed to get homework done and everything. And so it was, and this was creative projects. I really had to teach myself to flip creativity on like a light switch. Like it's time to be creative. And 
a lot of people cannot do that. And I just know because I, I w- talked to so many people who just had, they yeah. or they and I think it's partly I mean, it might be something built in a person, but I think that there is po- the possibility that there is also a lot of people that put a block in their brain that I can only do creative things when I feel inspiration. And I think that's a big block that gets in their way. I think that there is an element of being able to train yourself that going like, look, if my, if I only have from two to four o'clock to be creative, and that's, like I said, I'm talking about as a graphic designer, I'm even talking about as a musician, like I only have two to four to be able to play. I think that you have, you can train yourself to, to, turn it on a little bit more you know yeah i mean let's face it when inspiration hits inspiration hits and it's you know a far greater force and everything when it's not forced right but at the same time if you just keep waiting for inspiration to hit the chances that inspiration is going to hit when you also have time to be able to play your instrument right i mean it's like capturing lightning in a bottle like good luck yeah. you know yeah well, and, and with that idea of finding inspiration, I've found that being an entertainer, it's innate in both of us, really. Sure. Entertainment is kind of our thing, We whether we're having a conversation with someone or we're at work or, yeah. you know, whatever. Meeting a stranger on the street, mm-hmm. you know, entertainment is kind of in our, in our DNA, in our blood. And that's one of those things that I think also is difficult for some people is they go, well, I can't just turn it on at a drop of a hat. Mm-hmm. Well, part of it for both of us is it never really turned off. Somebody will say something and you actually are filtering out all of the things you could say going, Oh, inappropriate, inappropriate, inappropriate. There mm-hmm. we go. I can say that. And <laughs> you know, cause you I'm have- always shaking the can and just waiting to pull the top. Yeah. <laughs> so the, you know, it's Very like true. I'm just letting it boil up and everything. And then, put it out but yeah and and i think that finding time and you know we got our priorities we got our things mm-hmm. um being able to go you know what i could be watching the office i could be watching for the 90th time sure i could be seeing the new marvel movie i could be doing all those things mm-hmm. but i want to play guitar mm-hmm. and sometimes and this is actually straight out of the uh, high school playbook of Paul Tejan is that I remember you sitting on the couch playing guitar, watching TV. Yeah. And I would do the same thing and dad would yell at us cause he couldn't hear the news. Mm-hmm. But that was something that we would often do is we just had a guitar in our hand. Mm-hmm. And although I think it's important to be intentional with your practice, if you yeah. want to get better mm-hmm. when you're young, you want to be comfortable with the guitar Mm -hmm. and nothing to me sounds like I'm comfortable with it. Like I can just be sitting on the couch playing the same thing, watching something else. Yeah. It's my security blanket, if you will. Well, I think a musician like an athlete is you can educate, 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 but um, so much of performance is about muscle memory. And like when, if you're fortunate enough to be able to play with a group and play music where you're playing like, you know, every day or, you know, or or have multiple gigs a week or something, and you're part of a tour that has like a, a, a set set list. Yeah. I had that experience, uh, one year where I was playing every day 
for an entire year mm-hmm. in a new town. I literally played seven times a week. You had that experience too. Yep. I don't know if you had this, but I got to the point where I remember thinking about something else through an entire song, and that song even had a guitar solo. And when it was over, it was like, oh yeah, I'm playing in a concert. Like my muscle memory and my brain it yeah. had gotten so automatic from just playing, 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 playing that I could do it without even thinking about it. Yeah. You know, and, and, and you could do it like, I mean, pretty, pretty much flawlessly, like, you know, yeah. as, as if it was a recording or something like that. So just to say that, like, so sitting and noodling around or finding those times that I'm watching this show, I'm watching this thing or whatever commercial breaks. I love having a guitar in my hand when uh, football's happening, you know, if I'm watching a football game, because that's something that, so I can actually kind of be switching back and forth what I'm paying attention to. So I could be sitting there playing guitar and I've been, you know, ignoring the football game for the last 10 minutes or the other way around that I'm kind of noodling around while I'm really thinking more about the football game. Anyway, it's it's a good time to do that. It helps develop that muscle memory. It helps develop that. So you're, you're playing those licks over and over and over again, but let's face it, we've heard, bb king play licks over and over and over again yeah and the reason why they're so sweet is because they're so locked in with his uh muscle mm-hmm. memory that he could sit there and and hit that note and trill you yep. know that that note and everything and it was so smooth and stuff because he'd done it a million times yep you know you know there was something that came to mind as a another issue that people may have with with finding time and that mm-hmm. is finding the space Yeah. And I know that when I lived in an apartment, Mm -hmm. there was no plugging the guitar in. The people under us, they had a baby. Mm -hmm. The people to the side of us, they worked like midnight shift. They needed to sleep. They, we, we had all sorts of like distractions that, that the guitar would have done. Yeah. And I remember that that was really difficult and I didn't play acoustic much. I played mostly electric when I lived in that apartment. And then we went to a house and I had a basement and I turned that thing up as loud as I wanted. And that was great. There was no issues. So not everybody has a space. Totally. Have you ever had space issues? Huge. I mean, I don't know. I couldn't imagine somebody not having a space issue. <laughs> Do you imagine somebody who, yeah, I never had an issue. Like, you know, like, uh, I, I, I think that like, uh, um, I mean, I'm sure that like Johnny Lang probably maybe remembers a time when he was 10 years old and yeah. had a space issue or something, but the guy was already famous at 13. So it's like, he has to think pretty yeah. hard to remember a time when he didn't have a house big enough or like yeah. somewhere that he could just play guitar and, yeah. and not have to worry about bothering anybody. Uh, <laughs> but for the rest of the entire planet, um, I think the space issue is always a deal. And it, it is, it is a deal. So how do I deal with that? Well, I would say that you have to, again, it's about how bad you want it. Yeah. And and the reason why I say how bad you want it is because do I want to always practice through an amplifier when I'm playing my electric and everything? Absolutely. You know, do I want to be able to pick up my acoustic and play acoustic, you know, whenever I want to? Absolutely. But whether the sound bleeding through the wall is going to be a problem for the other people that I'm around, whether it be somebody on the other side of an apartment or or just a family member doing something on the other side of the wall, that's something that I literally struggled with up to this point. But my point is, is that you have to be okay with 
um, with just picking up an electric guitar and having it not plugged in and playing with it not plugged in. You know, um, a little side note thing. I will say that a lot of people talked about this or whatever, that the the, um, residency of of an electric guitar, you know, how some are just kind of dead when you pick them up off the... there There are some guitars that when you play them unplugged have just a better sound quality and sound you can just tell that it resonates more in the body and everything and and that when you find that in electric guitar that actually translates to when you plug it in i believe um i think and other people believe that too but anyway so when you there are electric guitars that that are you know just feel a little bit better that way and stuff but you have to be good about playing that guitar unplugged And, and I think it does two things. Number one, it allows you to be able to be in another room and play and not bother people and Mm -hmm. that you get your practice time in. The second thing it does is that it saves your ears because let's face it, you're not constantly playing through an amplification that's loud and at 105 DB. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, hopefully you're not going quite at that level, but you get what I'm saying though. It's it's like, obviously you're, you're just not, you're putting less wear and tear on your ears if you're just constantly playing through an amp that's you're that you're gonna want up at a yeah. volume that's louder than speaking you yeah. know you know casually to one another so well there's a lot of pieces of gear that can help you with this because after all you know if the idea is that you know space might be a problem yep uh time might be a problem mm-hmm. there is some pieces of gear that i think are well worth people investing in to be able to aid in their time for practice. You know, if, if noise is a problem and they want to hear what they do, then having something like an HX Stomp or a Helix or a Kemper or a, a Pocket Rocket or a Quad Cortex or mm-hmm. whatever. Actually, Fender just made this little like Mustang, plug it into the um, into the jack and it has headphones and it has like, distortion and some effects and yeah. all I can say is like a hundred bucks. And those things are great for being able to practice and work on it. Actually fenders like little Mustang. I'm gonna have to look up what it is, mm-hmm. but um, the cool thing about that is that you could actually plug it straight into your digital analog workstation, your DAW, and you could record with it if you wanted to. Yeah. It probably won't sound great, but there are some things like that. If you're an mm-hmm. electric guitar player, that can be invaluable if you really just want to play, but the baby's sleeping next door yeah. or the neighbors are very hypersensitive or you are in a noisy apartment and yeah. with other people or a dorm room or. Yeah. So. I mean, and like, you know, you had mentioned before that I had that pocket rocket thing, which was basically the, the first generation maybe of that kind of stuff. Yep. It's just a matter of whether you have the, uh, cause can you do Bluetooth with them? Oh, I can't remember if you can do Bluetooth okay. or not. Because I know that one thing that always annoyed me was having a a cord. Like to yeah. this day, even playing with with in ear monitors, that that an extra tether of of a cord going down the back, yeah. going your back, and and that that's can possibly get uh, pulled on with pulled by your guitar strap or you know or the other cord that's from your wireless unit on your yep. on your guitar and everything like that sometimes I feel like I'm just I'm trapped I'm handcuffed or something like, like right. ah, I'm tethered you know and uh, and and same thing so when you're playing with headphones through a device or if you have an amplifier that has a headphone jack that you can plug into where it's like, okay, I'm not bothering anybody else. And it's just going through the headphones. You know, I know for me, it was almost, um, 
it, it was discouraging me from getting practice time because I just didn't feel like having all this stuff on and like being trapped and confined. And yeah. I, I try to move over to like, uh, you know, pull over music or something like that and everything. And it was just like, I had too much going on, yeah. you know, I just want to be free. Yeah. So, well, yeah. And, and I think that's a, that's a big deal to it because they even have like apps for your phone that you can plug mm-hmm. in. You know, I think PV made something and Fender made something. They had the little iRig rig where you could actually yeah, plug it into right. your cellular device yeah. and put in yeah. some headphones and plug it in. At least you had something to practice with. Yeah, and that's, that stuff was cool because you could yeah. even do things like adding particular amps and particular effects pedals and mm-hmm. stuff. And that was obviously a lot more versatile than my little pocket rocket thing. That was like basically a, do you want to clean? Do you want to distort it? And yeah. there's, there's you want one a box? Set. You want and a Marshall? You want a Fender? I, I, I don't even have, it didn't have that with a pocket rocket. Nope. It was just a, this was, yeah, and you even chose like which one you wanted. You like, like there was one that was the, uh, if you want a chorus effect then you got this particular pocket right you yeah. know like thing that you plugged in your guitar but anyway yeah i mean so the irig things that that was always something that was very interesting to me because it seemed like it was that pocket rocket thing on steroids because of just the different amp selections you could mm-hmm. do and the different pedals and combinations so i was oh that's really cool but i also was a was very poor and didn't have the disposable income right. like for it. And I was like, I'm good with just playing unplugged. Yeah. <laughs> and actually that's what I ended up finding was I was like, yeah, I'm just going to, I'm going to play unplugged. Like yeah. I had all of these options. Yeah. And ultimately I was like, it's not that important for me to be yeah. plugged in. I don't want to have all of that against me, all of those cords, all those cables yeah. and all those things. And I think when you're, when you're a mom or a dad, if you're sitting there playing, there's always this element, this feeling of, I want to make sure I can hear what's going on in the other room. Yes. You know? And so when you're putting on headphones or something like that, you're pushing out the rest of the world, right? You know? And you're like, I can't hear the kid. What is he destroying? Yeah. Or somebody, your spouse comes home and is calling for you or something like that. And you're, you're uh, got headphones on. Yeah. So, um, but I, I think that, you know, one of the things is the whole making time though. And that's difficult because, like I said, you know, how do you say that there's a a one fix for that? And I'm yeah. sure there are people who, I'm sure, I'm sure the the seven people who are listening to this podcast right now, there's got to be <laughs> at least one of them that's that's saying, yeah, but like, how do you make the time for it and everything? And and I think that you know, obviously, there's the prioritization and everything like that. Yep. And and to say that there's a one fix for everybody when you don't know everybody's situation, I will say that it's about being planful and intentional about your time is what Mm -hmm. I've found. So in today's day and age that didn't exist when we were first learning guitar, you and I, you know, like I've said, you have this tool YouTube now that has countless hours, like years of, you could just sit for years and learn, you know, and especially with people who are making such great content out there education wise. I, I mean, I have been, you know, Rick Piatto and, and, and Greg Koch are two of my favorites. Mm-hmm. You know, you've, you've talked about a couple, if you want yeah. to name drop a couple, right? Yeah. <laughs> actually, um, Marty from Marty's music, he yep, he's does great. a lot of really good stuff. And yep. even if it's not perfect, it is so close to right. Yeah. And he does a good job explaining it and you can slow it down. You can speed it up. He does yeah. a, a, a great job with it. And Paul Davids, he's he's really good. He's really good. He's one that I've been meaning to listen to more. You want to hear the accent, so yeah, well, there's that. There's yeah. that too. Yeah. yeah, he's he's every American. Well, um, yeah. <laughs> specifically, I, the English people don't 
don't care. Yeah, <laughs> you know, right. but but he's got the Americans in the bag. Yeah, he's he's right. got a big presence here. Yeah. But uh, and, and and Rhett Scholl, you know, yeah. he's, you know, he he is awesome content too. And of course, he and Rick Beato do stuff together and everything. Yep. So. Um, but yeah, you, so you have all these great resources and you have them all even on YouTube mm-hmm. as, along with the resources that they offer on their website. You know, like yeah. Greg Koch has so many, Greg has so much, uh, material on his website because before he even got known in the YouTube world, he was already doing instructional videos and instructional books and stuff like that. He was somebody who spent time also a, as a teacher at a college at That's one point right. or whatever. So he's he's intentional and it's wired in him to share and to teach people. And Rick Beato is very much like that as well. Yes. And with the resources that he has on his on um, his website. And so you should definitely check those things out. But so you have all these resources. And the reason why I bring up YouTube is because you have the ability in YouTube to save videos. Yeah. And I think if you're intentional, I have a, a, a library that just is labeled learn and yeah. I save videos in there and, and on, on, on the Instagram, on Instagram, Instagram, Instagram. on, on like, in, Instagram, in your Instagram and your Insta book, <laughs> I have, um, I, uh, you know, I bookmark things. And if you look at my bookmark thing, it's like scales and even even things that were like the all the chords you know on a poster that you had oh, in yeah. your room you know which i even would say to people get one of those you know yeah. because it's knowing all the different places and then of course i, I have an app that's a you know a, a chord and scale app yeah. you know on my phone because i sit there and i'm like oh what is a b sharp minor seven whatever you know yeah. like like what what how can, where are different places I can play yeah. that again? You know. Yeah. How do but, you how do you play a C sharp diminished third and something? Correct. <laughs> yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, uh, it's so just having that at your fingertips now. So what I mean by intentional though is that like in my Google Documents, I have a spreadsheet that I've kind of put together. A, this is the blues set list. This is the rock set list and, yeah. and things to learn and everything. And I've like put in there then the YouTube links and everything. Mm-hmm. So, and, and, and the reason why I kind of collect those things and put those things off to the side is so that when I do find an hour to play two hours to play or whatever, I can actually be planful and intentional that if I'm like, what do I, what am I going to play right now? I have those yeah. things to go to right away and look through and like, let's do this one. Let's yeah. do this one, you know? Um, and, and that's something that I can do unplugged yep. because I want to be able to hear it. So I don't have to plug in the guitar or whatever. And I don't have to necessarily make too much noise for the person through the wall. Yeah. Yeah, I know. And you're right. We it, being intentional with your practice. There have been number of times where I go in without the intention of what it is I'm going to do. And I find myself 30 minutes later just tweaking pedals. Mm-hmm. And let's be honest, in a in a room by yourself, you could tweak forever trying to make things sound just right. Yeah. But in a band setting, that one little turn of something is not going to make that much of a difference. Yeah. I mean, yes, you could have too many repeats on a delay. Yes, you could have too much mix of a reverb. Mm-hmm. Yes, you could have too much wobble in your chorus or tremolo or whatever yes you could have too much gain but when you're sitting there playing in the room and you go but i need to play this Mm -hmm. you're not worried about whether or not there's enough clarity or there's enough treble you're just playing the riff 
yeah. over and over again, working on the riff, working on your ability to sing and play it at the same time. Because mm-hmm. when it comes time to go play the show, when the song's going, you're not walking back to your amplifier going, okay, a little less treble, a little bit more bass, sing a line, nope, a little bit more bass, yeah. a little little less mids, nope, okay, power V in the, no. Yeah. It, you, don't, you don't have time for that. You just play the song, and people out there don't notice a difference. Yeah. Well, speaking of songwriting, let's go ahead and let's take a break for our sponsors, and let's come back and let's talk about finding time to write songs and that stuff. If you are looking for a way to help support the Tweed Couch and it costs no money to you, then check out our YouTube channel and become a subscriber. Also, you can tell someone about the podcast and share an episode with them. Thank you for listening and thank you for your support. Are you looking for a party with a purpose? If you love music, family friendly, and camping, then you need to come to Life Fest. In July of 2022, they will have two festivals once again. One at the Sunnyview Fairgrounds in Oshkosh, Wisconsin, and the other at the Johnny Cash Hideaway Farm in Bonagua, Tennessee. I'll see you there. Let's hear from another sponsor. Since 2003, the Crestman Guitar Company has been repairing stringed instruments and building custom guitars and basses. In 2021, Kretzman started production of a solid body electric guitar with the goal of providing affordable, awesome-looking and sounding guitars that anyone, student to expert, would be proud to play and own. Be sure to check them out at KretzmanGuitars.com. That's K-R-E-T-Z-M-A-N-N-Guitars.com. So you're more than just a guitar player. You're also a songwriter. So let's go ahead and talk about finding time for that. Yeah. When we start writing music, it happens because we're sitting alone in our bedroom and the inspiration just hits, the moment just hits or whatever, because you don't have the distractions, you don't have the likelihood that somebody's going to interrupt you or whatever as much when you're a kid as you are as an adult. So the thing is, is that your, your times and your, your stages of life changes. And now suddenly when you used to write music in this environment, Mm -hmm. your environment completely changes. So then as a songwriter, you're like, how can I you know, how can I, because I can't just pick up the guitar when inspiration hits or I don't have people leave me alone in order for inspiration to hit or whatever mm-hmm. and stuff. And so I had to think about how can I re, how can I change the way I write music? I mean, it's, it's been a while since we, I think it was like five years ago we did our last album or whatever, but the music on that album was probably the best music that I had ever written. And it was from having to change and evolve the way I wrote music, not doing yeah. it the same way that I did for the first one. Uh, our first couple. And the big game changer for me that I think helps with the difficult schedule was to always have a notebook on you. So in my backpack, I always have a notebook. I always have it around or I have the notes on my phone so that when I am riding the bus or going somewhere or walking around and I suddenly an idea hits me, I can immediately make that note. Yeah. And then it was also, okay, so I'm writing a song about this thing and I have that page in my notebook and I just start mind dumping, you know, everything around that subject and that stuff in that notebook so that then when my time gets cut short and I can't finish it, I have those notes to come back to. Right. That is kind of the best way that I've found anyway, the tool that I've found to deal with the lack of time and how you make time. 
for right. inspiration in a sense, you know? Yeah. And, and that does come down to coming up with the realistic understanding of what it is that you were trying to get out of it. Mm-hmm. Are you trying to find time to play because you want to be a better musician? Are you looking for time to play because it's your relaxation mm-hmm. thing? Is, is it that you're trying to find time to play because you're first learning? Is it because you want to find time to play because you used to know how to do it? Yeah. And a lot of it does come down to that idea of what is your end goal? Because if your mm-hmm. end goal is that you're a better musician... Mm-hmm. Well, then keep in mind that you may be playing something and it may you may not have a ton of time. It mm-hmm. may have just felt like trash. You didn't feel like it was quality. But any time spent in thought or action of it actually made you better. Yeah. Maybe slower at getting better. Totally. Yeah. But it made you better. Yeah. And I think a lot of people get really down on themselves when they show up to play and they go, oh, I feel just completely uninspired and I've just played the same riffs I've been playing for the last 20 years or yeah. whatever. But having that happen every once in a while is just fine. There's lots of things that I've forgotten how to play mm-hmm. that had I just done the mindless, I'm just going to play this solo that I've played for the last 20 years, that I wouldn't have forgotten it. Yeah. And so there is something to be able to remember those things. Absolutely. And and keeping your hands moving and 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 just understanding that it's not a waste of time any time you get. Yeah. Yeah, it, it it absolutely isn't. And you know, like I said, it's if you have those things that you're intentional about those kind of saved this is stuff that I intend on learning. Um you've got, you're going to have those things that are the I need to learn this for this gig that's coming up. And so it's like, when I get time, this is what I'm working on. You know, you've got, whether it is the the worship service that week or whether yep. it is that you have um, the, you know, uh, festival or, or whatever thing you might be playing at or whatever, but you, oh, I got to learn these songs, you know? So there's going to be that that's like, well, that's what I got to do with my time. But it's always good to have that other list of, you know what, I've always, you know, like for me, I have kind of my list of, um, I always wanted to learn these Chuck Berry tunes. I always wanted to learn these Jimi Hendrix tunes. Mm-hmm. I've been helping our friend Martin with people getting sound bites of what his guitars sound like, yeah. you know, on, on Instagram. And, and so part of that was also, you know what, I'm going to be intentional because I always wanted to learn this guitar solo. Yeah. And, and so that's helped me with the, Oh, I want to do something, you know, on Instagram every Monday for him. And so I'll do it on, on that guitar. Uh, that I've been enjoying anyway. Yeah, and those are the hashtag Kretz Mondays. Yeah. That's going on. Hashtag K-R-E-T-Z Monday. <laughs> yeah. I, I made it singular because I was just a Kretz Monday because it is that day. Yeah. Um, so that's where you find my stuff. But anyway, but the thing is, is that I learned those solos. Like if I'm learning the solo to Crazy Little Thing About Love, you know, or if I'm learning the solo to uh, Stairway to Heaven, or if I'm learning this, you know, it's, these are those little things that the reason why I'm learning those isn't even because I'm playing those at, say, a club or anything like that. Mm -hmm. It's that it's good to check out the way that Jimi Hendrix wrote that 
um, solo or Jimmy Page wrote a solo or or Angus Young or or Stevie Ray Vaughan or um, I should I should do all the bingo cards things or Kurt Warner or, or, or Kurt Warner <laughs> <laughs> that was for you Jason yeah Kurt. Uh, Steve Warner <laughs> yeah. um, and Brad Paisley and uh, what did I miss on the bingo card yet uh, uh, you know but yeah, anyway so Keith Urban Brad Keith Urban Paisley, I didn't say Keith Anthony. Urban yet there you got it like three times um, but anyway so you know you. you Learning those people, those solos, these are different, unique individuals who play unique ways and styles. And and so it's like learning how they do it suddenly forces your fingers to do something different. And I think by learning them little by little, I mean, that's the way great musicians always did, right? You yeah. know, I mean, like even the Beatles were trying to just play Little Richard, you know, and, and, yeah. and, and Chuck Berry and stuff. And that made them... Um, think beyond the way that they naturally played and then those little bits of inspiration or those little bits that they learned playing that other stuff then carried into the stuff that they wrote yeah. and uh, that that's the way music goes we all inspire one another and we all you know as our buddy Lloyd would say you know we you steal from the best and make up the rest you know and yeah. and and that that's how music's always been so many things have influenced the next thing and the next thing and the next thing and so that it's the same thing with your guitar playing and, 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 or, and even just as a musician. If you have that list of things and it's like, you know, I'm going to take a little time and I'm going to learn that right now. It's like all those things, it's the long game that you're playing, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. So you, you're finding those little times to play and the long game is going to be that something will pay off because of that little time that you set aside. Well, and I, I think that probably brings me to my last thing to mention, which is that idea that... Since you are playing the long game, if you always are looking at where you want to be mm-hmm. and discouraged that you're not there, yeah, you will never get there. Because the fact is, is that it's a little bit over time. Yeah. You know, take a guitar with you on vacation. Even if it's your electric guitar, mm-hmm. take it on vacation. If you're like, I don't want to take my really nice guitar, well, go get a cheapo guitar that stays in tune. Yeah. You know, you can get an Epiphone for like a hundred bucks. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. So go take that, do that. Understand that every little bit does end up aiding you yeah. in getting to that end goal. There are things that I wanted to play when I was a teenager that I'm now playing now. Mm-hmm. And it's not because I gave up as a teenager and then started when I was 40. It's because I just continued playing. And when I had time and when I worked with it and when I found time, I learned a little bit more. And next thing you know, hey, something that I never thought I'd be able to do, I'm able to do. Yeah. And I think that's that's incredibly important for people to understand. Yeah, um, absolutely. I So I, there was a couple things I was going to talking about circling back to, and I think this has to do with that. You know, I, you and I both have helped out with uh, youth sports and coaching youth sports. Yeah. And one thing that I would tell the kids that I was coaching in peewee football and, and actually from little league to high school baseball players or whatever, is that I would say that, that you need to be in love with the process. Yes, absolutely. You know, you, you don't be in love with just the end result and the winning 
and just this piece of it or whatever. You have to be in love with the whole process. That means that when it's time to do this drill, when it's time to do this or whatever, be in love with like the, oh yeah, that's, you know, like I mm-hmm. want to be a little bit better at this. I want to get, I want, I want to take this to another level, whatever that thing is, whatever that drill is or whatever. Yeah. You have to be in love with the process. So it's, it's, I just love that I got to play guitar today. Yeah. I just love that I got the opportunity to play music with these people you know it didn't matter that it was you know maybe not what i ideally want to play you know in front of people or something like that it's it's i got to learn a little bit more i got to get my you know cut my teeth a little bit more on things and stuff so that's that's one thing that around the athletics thing you know or like the exercise thing it's the with, with with exercise it's the whole like you can't be just about what's the weight on the scale or the, I want to get to this look, you have to be in love with the process and the journey of getting there. Mm-hmm. Success is every time that you showed up to work out. Yeah. Success is that you just even did it. Uh, yep. su- success is that you ate healthy mm-hmm. this moment. I, mean, I made a good choice right now. Not right. that I am going to get hung up on the bad choice I made today, mm-hmm. so therefore the whole day is ruined. You know, I just I I'm going to celebrate that I made a good choice here. I had the option to not do a good choice, and I made a good choice. Yeah. It's the same thing with music. If you're going to get better, you have to be able to go that. Oh, I could have played guitar, and instead I I binge watched Firefly. Yep. <laughs> Bring well, it back to the mid '90s there yeah. with Firefly. But yeah. anyway, you know, it's like it's like you know, you don't be upset that you. You can sit there and you can like dwell on that or whatever. And, you know, that's maybe a good thing because you're like, I got to make a better choice later or whatever. But I'm just saying that it's like, okay, but did you get a little time? Did you make a, did you carve a little time or whatever? And at least celebrate that part of it and, and just be along for the process. The other thing I was going to say is that, that, um, I talked about before that it's changed a little bit for me recently in the midst of the pandemic and, and getting, um, because I was fortunate enough to still have a job and everything like that when when money came in or whatever, we were able to do other things with that money and part of that money that the government gave to everybody and we put back in the economy by getting building supplies and creating a room downstairs yeah. you know, in my house. And so now I have my room that is my, we, I call it the fortress of politude. It is yes. my, it's, it's my space that so is all all me. Um, or whatever. It's not, I don't call it the man cave. It's the fortress of politude. It's, uh, and, and so what that means, it's my place to be able to play guitar. It's my place to be able to exercise. It's my place to be able to, um, do art, to do Bible study and to do art. And so it is mind, body, spirit for, for me. Mm -hmm. And, um, it's my place to rejuvenate and create and to, to make myself or work on myself and being a better person in all ways. This is your Graceland. It's my Graceland. So um, <laughs> the day that these eight people listening to this podcast, I think we gained one. I, we gained one. We, definitely. Yeah, they yeah. told somebody. Um, well, they, they told us seventh of seven. <laughs> they told us seven. They're like, you should listen to the same person talking to themselves because it's, yeah. it's, it's like it's two people conversing, but it's the same voice. Yeah. And so <laughs> anyway. How do they do that? How do they, yeah. That? And amazing. they're all hung up on that. They're not listening to anything yeah. else they're saying. No. But when those eight people one day appreciate this one podcast and and we're long gone and they're like, I want to go see where it happened like Graceland. It's it's at this basement room. Yeah. Um, but anyway, so I'm, fort- I'm fortunate enough to have a space like that 
that I can retreat to that we've tried to soundproof as much as possible where I can play and I'm not bothering anybody else in the house. Uh, the thing is, we're also doing a lot of other renovation. And so now outside the door of that room is currently the bedroom for two of my kids. And yeah. so I so I still have to not play past this time or, oh, sure. you know, so I'm still confined to carving out that space, which I've been doing for the yeah. other rest of my life. So right. that's not new. I'm looking forward to um, later this year when it really is I can retreat down there. Yeah. Um, but I'm still going to have to make time because I'm still going to have the kid activities. Yep. I'm still going to have the, um, you know, whatever spousal duty of also just of being mm-hmm. a good husband and yeah. being uh, present in, in her life, as well as then just the responsibilities of an adult and going to work and all that kind of stuff. I'm still going to have to carve time. Well, and the responsibilities of a band, keeping up with merch, keeping up with sound equipment, trying yeah. to get gigs, trying to... Right. All that type of stuff, too. Right, right. Yeah. Um, there's there's no shortage of distractions out there. And I think that's actually. a key thing for people to understand mm-hmm. and that you are making a decision. When you decide to binge watch Highlander. Yeah. There you go. Nice. Back to the 90s. Good yeah. one. Um, then, yeah, obviously binge watching Highlander. South Park. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's still current. Yeah. All uh, the Star Wars content outside of the sequel trilogy. That's right. Then which you, could be a whole episode in itself that has nothing to do with music. That's true. <laughs> um, but you have made that choice. Yeah. And yeah, yeah. and you either need to A, be okay with that, mm-hmm. or B, change it for next time. Right. Because if you keep making the same mistake, we call that either insanity or laziness. Totally. But if you move forward in that goal... Great. Yeah. I think, you know, when it comes to goal setting, you are your number one enemy is, is the person on the other side of the mirror. I mean, you're, you're your own worst enemy because you're going to be, it's, it's those making the same mistakes over and over again. It's those Mm -hmm. things. It's, it's all that stuff when it comes to, you know, even purchasing guitar gear and all that, that you're your own worst enemy. And I think that it's important to, to recognize that. And then that's going to help you, you know, just improve. I, you know, one of the things to, I was going to say is that like in having a small room and it's not like super small or whatever, it's like 10 by 12 feet. That's a good size room. Even in that size of room or whatever, I can't have a hundred watt Marshall amp, No, you know? So one of the other journeys I'm on is finding good tone at small vol at, at low volumes. Right. And that's a big thing with that whole, you know, like how am I supposed to practice and how am I supposed to be better and how am I supposed to work on the mm-hmm. the tap dancing footwork of of stomp pedals and all that kind of stuff or whatever if I can't plug in. Right. And it's like, so I, a big part of it is finding the solution. I have a little Vox Pathfinder 10. Yep. And every video that you see me playing in my room or whatever and stuff is is through that little... On the Instabook. On, on, yes. And um, and that thing is, um, it just it just has a nice little tone to it. And it behaves well with stomp boxes and stuff. Mm -hmm. And so my, you know, my goal was, I was like, can I dial in a good guitar tone at a level where if I sang along, I can hear my voice. Mm -hmm. It's not louder than my voice. And sometimes it's louder than my voice or whatever, because I just find a sweet sound. I'm like, yes, you know, (laughs) but, uh, but otherwise, you know, I, I think that's another part of it too, is that people are getting so big on having the super loud stuff that then it's getting in the way of them with being able to practice. Yeah. Because all they have is the stuff for the 
outdoor yeah. stage. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but there are solutions that won't break the bank necessarily. Right. I mean, like I said, that amplifier that I'm talking about, I've seen for as little as $80. Right. And, and you know, hey, look, I, I understand that not everybody even just has a, a spare $80 around. But when right. it comes to guitar gear, that's obviously inexpensive as inexpensive as you're going to get yeah you know and um and it'll at least do the job and and have and it even has the ability to you know like dial in a distortion or whatever yeah. so it it gives you a basic you know clean distortion and to, to be able to practice with well i think that probably kind of closes out the amount of time that we have for this because mm-hmm. we could easily go on probably another couple of hours with this yeah but um those people will have already turned off because they're thinking the same person is talking to themselves well you know if maybe a couple other roll in yeah thinking maybe. that this is a um a podcast about exercise yeah maybe <laughs> yeah something that people actually care about <laughs> right. yeah well we're getting ready to that new year's resolution so it's about to happen anyway. yeah yeah well it's been great talking to you paul i yeah. think we should do this again, and yeah. I've got a few ideas on what we can talk on, so we'll okay. we'll figure that out. You have anything left to say that you want to? I just want to say that I am most impressed at all the ways new new and inventive ways you find to make me proud. Ah, you, and I think that uh, I I'm super proud of you. All the things that you do and you continue to do and. Um, I think this podcast is great, and um, I think that um, people, the the dozens of people around the world really appreciate everything that you, uh, <laughs> all 12 of them, dozens. Yeah. I, I think that there's possibly yeah. some uh, 12 other people that, that, that roll into this thing. It's really just all the other co-hosts. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, yeah. thank you very much. Yeah, I appreciate that. All right. Well, that concludes our time of the Tweed Couch Guitar Therapy Session. If you like what you heard, leave five stars in a review. Also, don't forget to check us out on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter at The Tweed Couch. Until next time. <laughs>